Hello, mommies and daddies. Welcome to our Love Island villa and welcome back to a brand new episode of My Pod on Paper, proudly brought to you by Now, the home of brilliant entertainment. I am your host, Orla Condon, and joining me tonight, as they do every other night, but now you'll get to hear from them, Cassie Delaney and Virgil Curtis. They've been looking after me for eight weeks and now you'll get to enjoy their thoughts and musings. We've lots to discuss, so let's get stuck in. All right, guys, we have our final four. No major surprises. Is everyone doing okay? We had parents visits or family visits, shall I say, tonight. More eventful than they have been in years. Teddy's brothers walked so these lads could run. And it's only appropriate that my podcast parents are here to walk me through the second last episode. Cassie Delaney, Fergal Curtis of Tall Tales Podcast, who have been on this journey with me now for Eight weeks, but really a year and eight weeks because we did it last year as well. Lads, we talked about this show so much. You grow up so fast. (laughs) I know, I'm off to big school. Um, We talk about this show, and me and Cassie, we spoke about this last week. We talk about this show nearly nightly, Mm -hmm. um, but now we get to talk about it so everyone else can hear our hot takes. We can tell them now all the secrets. Yeah, I'm so excited because usually I'm like, right, I've got five minutes to get my chat in with Orla, (laughs) give her all my emotions, find out if we're on the same page. Yeah, and usually we weren't, Fergal. We're not, we usually are never on the same page. Usually I start recording and Fergal's like, Orla, I didn't agree with a single word you said. And I'm like, okay, well, keep me humble. Tell me what you think. (laughs) He's such an outlier though. Such an outlier of these things. (laughs) I know that we're biased because we're viewing it through the same lens. Actually, even my mother today was like, Cassie, please stop hating men on that podcast. Like, <laughs> I was like, Trish Delaney, that is part of my personal brand. It is coming with me everywhere I go. I can't say I'm going to arrive here, though, and build up the men. I know. I'm going to give the men a bit of an uplift. No, I'm sorry. No, no. One in particular no. I'm scared to talk about. Look, I, I think, I think... You know, we're very clear with our window display on my pot and paper. We're very clear. We don't hate men. We hate badly behaved men. And that it's not our fault true. if there's a lot of them. Okay. It's not That's what I had to say. It's like, I don't hate all men. I like some men from a distance. And these men are just all trash. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Except for our beloved Italian stallion. I yeah. would lay down and, my life for him. And you know what? I'm softened. I'm softened to Andrew as well. And Dammy, I fucking too. am. I'm softened. I'm softened. I just. Oh, no, Orla. You've got Stockholm syndrome now. You've just been at it too long. <laughs> I know. No, I have. I don't know about Dammy now. I can't agree on that. But Andrew, lads, I think Andrew and Tashu, Tash are my winners. I think they'll go. The, it, do you know what? We, who was saying this with me? Me and Sorel were saying this last week. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't upset me. If Andrew and Tasha won. Like, After the parents maybe, tonight, I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, hold on. These these are in it for the long run. I think I think when we put this thing into real life and we send all these young'uns out into the real world, Tasha and Andrew, I think, are the most solid. I just think I just think they've shown how they've handled it. I mean, Danny and India have handled things really well as well. But I just think Andrew and Tasha, I think, are gonna last. I, don't I agree. Know. I do Nothing. think they'll last because I don't think anyone else would approach Andrew. So I think that they are, they have the advantage there. I'm just being honest. Yeah, Cassie, has I like no, Cassie, Cassie has no time for Andrew. Like no, no time for Andrew. 
No, absolutely not. actually haven't really spoken about it in the office because we're usually very tired. <laughs> no, I'm like this as well. When I'm not recording the podcast, if I'm not in the DMs with listeners, I'm like, I don't, Love Island chat just kind of drives me mental because we're talking about it on at nighttime for so long. So yeah, I can imagine in the office, you're like, no, no, please. We have at the big gaspy moments and we have at like yes. recouplings and different things and Casa more, of course. Yes. Of course, we were dragging them for yeah. hours upon hours um yeah I just have no no real time for Andrew he does absolutely nothing for me at all yeah no I'm loving Andrew now I actually really warmed him in the last week and after tonight's episode I was like no I'm on board I I, yeah. just, I really like him I've really warmed Tasha and like halfway through the series I was like I can't yeah stand this girl and now I'm like oh she's kind of like I kind of feel I felt for her during all that kind of bullying behavior and then just yeah. seeing she kind of grew into herself and was able, was really able to just handle herself and be like, do you know what? I'm just going to invest in me and Andrew and I believe yeah. in them now. Yeah, I, I'm the same. I feel like she really just focused on their relationship. I think around that time where she just stopped fighting back with the Islanders and she was like, I, I'm never going to win with these lads. Yeah. So like, just let them think whatever they want to think, focus on me and Andrew. And now they're at a point where they're really solid and like arguably more solid than the couples that were pointing the finger. And I just think it's Definitely. really nice and seeing their parents come in and talk so genuinely about how proud they are. And Tasha's dad was brilliant. Oh, and he was, was an absolute dope. He was so a character. Good. So I also feel like they were really the only couple that both the parents were like, I'm on board for this. I really yeah. like, you know, the respective person. Very telling some of the tension between the parents. Yes. That's, they were good this year, weren't they? Like, I feel like last year when Teddy's brothers went in and let Faye have it a little bit, it felt so out of place for that episode because it, they never normally say anything negative. Mm. And now this year they were all like, yeah, so you were being fierce fucking thirsty, Tammy. I was like, oh my God. In his oh, but it's about time. These yeah. women need support from wiser, older women. And I would have been disappointed if their mothers, and I'm actually disappointed in Mrs. Owen, Owen for yeah. not coming in there and warning her daughter and actually taking her daughter by the hand and pulling her away from that terrible, terrible little fish boy. I will say her silence was deafening when they were yeah. all together. Yeah. And like everyone, like her friend Susan or whatever her friend's name was, was just like, was yep, 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 yep. Sarah, yeah. She was just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We said this, we said this. And like Gemma's mom was just like nodding. I was like, oh, she's like mm. not, she's she's not going to say anything too negative, but I she couldn't give the like own seal of approval. Yeah, she's too close to do it in public, I think. Yeah. She yeah. told us all on Twitter, like exactly like those little cryptic messages where like Mrs. Owens, we read right through them. You do not yeah. like Luca. She does not like Luca. We know she doesn't like Luca. But while we're on Luca and class, sorry. Um, I'd heard rumblings, like I'd heard kind of rumors. How fucking wealthy are his parents? They just look like money. Apparently very wealthy. Apparently he's oh. very, yeah, apparently he's very wealthy. I hadn't, I, not that I didn't think this, but I just didn't. It's, but the narrative it. they painted that he's like a fishmonger, like they're trying to paint yeah. him as some sort of like working class hero yeah. or like lower middle class at a push. But in actual fact, his parents own the company that he works for, which seems to be some sort of international 
fish trading thing. I just don't like, like own your success or own your situation. You know, like don't go in playing the fucking poor mouth. Yeah. Being like I'm nothing but a lowly fishmonger. Someone look after me, but really he's one of the most privileged fucking. Yeah. And it explains a lot because his entitled behavior is mm-hmm. just. Yeah. 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 I mean, to to the very end, to the very end, this guy is like above any kind of criticism and it's just exhausting. Mm. His parents were a bit of banter, though. I was like, I I could sit down and have a chat with these. Like they kind of kept saying, oh, you get each other's banter. And I was like, what banter? Mm. I was like, yous are more banter than the two. I did like that his mom was like. You were oh, you overreacted. I was I was glad that his mom gave him a little bit of a yeah. clip in the ear. Do you know what I mean? A little bit of a look, a cop yourself on. And he just didn't like it. He like straight away he was like, What do you mean? Like, oh, was this the Tasha stuff? Like he just didn't take it well at all. And it's like, if this is how you react to your own mother being like, Look, you were out of line there, like what's the hope for the rest of us? Do you yeah. know what I mean? No one else is gonna get through, like. Oh, no one's ever going to get through to that boy, ever. Therapy, nothing. Doctors, he needs a lobotomy. Like, no one is going to be able to converse with him because he just thinks he's right all the time. You'll Mm. never convince an idiot they're an idiot. That's the problem. My fear, my fear is, and in all honesty, and and it's always the same case. It's like when he comes out of here. And the same with Paige. Like, when she was talking to her mom and her mom was kind of, you know, like, obviously her social media team have been saying that like you know please stop with the hate and she's going to see this now when she comes out and they've been really really speaking vocally about the fact that she's been getting a lot of abuse online and like mm. her parents then going in are obviously very aware of the narrative outside of the villa and then going in she's like yeah I'm having the best time like I'm just so happy in here I can't wait to get out like that must be so hard for them to be like you've no idea what's coming your way and it's the yeah. same with Luca like as much as like his behavior I think has been absolutely trash in situations and like I personally wouldn't want to be in that relationship or want any of my friends or family to be in that kind of a relationship mm. I also like really worry for the lad when he comes out because like it's piping yeah. hot and it's of ITV's own making as well because they've never ever ever done anything to rein him back in and never and therefore they, then relax the audience a little bit and they should have had a licensed therapist or somebody in there who can like 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 when you go through CBT therapy, for example, right, the whole process is you catch the thing in the moment, you catch a negative thought, you change it and you challenge it or whatever. Yada, yada, yada. It's great. Highly recommend. They should have had someone in there with Luca the moment he was making those mistakes, who would sit with him an hour or two hours or even the next day after and say, this is why that behavior is wrong, or this is why this behavior is unfavorable, or to the outside eye, this is what that is going to appear as. And then you can talk about it, understand it. But also now, too much time is going to have passed between the behavior and his like redemption or his attempt to understand things that I don't think he'll truly learn from it. And also the worrying thing is, is that he's probably already surrounded by other men his friends or family or whatever else that share his same level of entitlement that behave just the exact way they do that are just also misogynistic and and have share the same beliefs about women so it will take years and like a myriad of different life experiences for him to change his behavior he will not change it based on conversation he needs to truly be confronted with genuine lived experiences to be able to learn from his mistakes and I just don't think he's going to put himself in that environment I think he's so stubborn he'll double down and be like I did nothing wrong 
that's the way I am. It's edited poorly. I'm getting yeah. all this fucking, it's edited poorly. It's edited poorly, you know, edited to make it look like this. That's just trash because they were editing it to make it look like Gemma and Luca were the king and queen of Love Island. Yeah. And he fucked it up himself by having undeniably bad behavior. Yeah. But I even think with Paige, like they're giving her quite a good edit. And I don't think she's coming across that great either. So I can't blame are we going to disagree, Orla? No, no. I this point is so <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. This point is so interesting to me because I am getting constant messages from people saying Paige is having the worst edit, Paige is having the best edit, oh. Paige is ha- like back and forth, like totally opposite ends of the spectrum in my DMs every single day. People on Reddit being like, you know, Paige got the villain edit when Jack's got the hero edit. And then someone messaging me being like, when is, you know, people stop going to give, when are people going to listen to all these rumors about Paige on the outside and realize that she's the villain, stop giving her the good edit. I'm like, it's so bonkers to me how people are seeing the same show. And there's such a huge divide on what kind of edit. It's like that blue, blue, gold dress thing it's We're like the watching the same what color is it yeah like- because i think for Paige is that kind of character that reminds you so much of like the popular superficial girl yeah. in school and i think how you watch her and how you look at her edit depends on your relationship with those kind of people so like there are snippets here and there where you can see a snigger where you can see like a little smile or something and it does come across as that like the rest of her behavior is disingenuous that like she yeah. is trying to play the cutesy little little you know girl and uh really behind it all she's not that pleasant and then all like all of the interviews coming out from the islanders who've left who are talking about Paige. it is damning like it's incredible that there are so many um and they're saying some like pretty consistent things yeah and interestingly someone and uh someone within production messaged Paige's social media team being like uh you know I'm an editor on Love Island and me and a lot of the production team are shocked to see like some of the narratives that have come out about Paige like it's totally false and all this kind of stuff and this was on Paige's social media I think or Instagram for like a few hours and then it was removed Mm -hmm. and someone sent it to me being like this was up and it's been taken down and a hundred percent that is ITV getting onto the hand because ITV has a very active communication with the handlers, much more so than most people realize. 100% ITV was onto that person being like, take that down because that insinuates that everything everyone is saying, okay, yeah. all the dumped islanders, everything they're saying is false. And I look, there's three sides to every story and all that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like somewhere in mm. there is the truth. I think it's unfair to buy into what everyone is saying on the outside when Paige hasn't had a chance to defend herself. Mm-hmm. But I just find there is such a huge question mark over who she is to me that I mm. I really don't know if I like her or don't like her. I, I kind of am indifferent to her just because I feel like we've gotten such mixed messaging about her. Yeah, I, I just feel also feel she just... through, I was like, there's something about this girl I don't like. When she yeah. first came in, I was like, she I love her. I was like, sign me up to her. She's amazing. I like she's gorgeous. Yeah. She's fun. Everyone seems to get on with her, which people still do seem to get on with her. Like even her leaving tonight I was like everyone's I wasn't upset I was like okay see you later yeah like when Danica left I was or Danica I was genuinely upset whereas Paige I was like all right see you later but the islanders love her so I feel she does have this status in there so to me yeah Mm. to me it would make sense that if you're coming in and she has this status and if she doesn't treat those people well her kind of crew are still going to make her feel like she's 
you know, kind and nice. And but it's that classic kind of protective lioness thing, then where it's like yeah. she's mean to everyone else, but she's nice to us, like she's protecting her own and she'll fight to your death. Like, you know, she's loyal when you're on her side, it's great. I think with Paige, the reason I just haven't connected to her at all is I feel like she just went in, she went in there to find a boyfriend and she is kind of that you know she has her ambition seems to be to find a boyfriend pair off and I think that her views so I'm not judging them at all like each to their own it's absolutely great but I just don't think her views on relationships would align with mine like I think she's got a very idealized view of relationships it's quite traditional I could imagine her being one of those traditional wives on TikTok who give it all up for their man and that is just so contrary to the way that I live my life I like my men like I like my tequila which is not at all (laughs) (laughs) I was like where is this going yeah I was like Um, no idea (laughs) I think though with Paige like when she first came in I was like she seems so genuine and the more it's gone on I feel like she's become very presentational so I do agree with you that she's probably looking for the ideal relationship you know and then when Adam walked in she was like this guy will look great yeah to get to the end so like I was shocked at the turnover from Jax. Like, obviously, I took issue with her and Jack's relationship. And I was really with her for that. I was like, oh, come on, girl, like, see what's going on. But then it turned very quickly. And I was like, hold on. It's like, what is she presenting to us? And it became a little bit, I wouldn't say fake, but I'd say it just felt disingenuous. I, I think she is the person just going on like our listeners and the feedback we get she is the most hot button islander in that mm. you, you get either extremes most people generally will kind of sit in the same opinion and then you have a few people who totally disagree but Paige mm. it's like it swings both ways in our dms I can't get over it like when people are messaging me being like she's getting the worst edit I'm like okay can you point out to me scenes where she's been because I'm genuinely like tell me what you've seen as a bad edit do you know what I mean mm. Very, very interesting. Um, let's get into the flow of tonight's episode because obviously we had parents' dates. Before that, we had a very happy group of Islanders. They're all very bubbly and excited. They're obviously very aware of where they are in the show's run. They're getting very close to the end. Um, there's the morning debrief and they're talking about the fact that they all had to text in their votes for the couples that they thought were the least compatible. And Paige is like, there's no point stressing about it. It doesn't matter what anyone else says about your relationship. Adam is saying, I don't think anyone is too stressed. Like if there was only one couple that we had to vote for, then maybe you'd be a little bit more stressed. And then Luca is like, who? And he's like laughing, like looking for someone to back him up and like no one's laughing. Mm. And it's just, he's just taking every opportunity to be a little shit. And we see it later when Ekin calls him on it, when she's just like, why do you always have to say something? Like just sometimes just keep it fucking shut. You know what I mean? Just don't get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, India is saying to say anyone is least compatible is very hard. Everyone has really good connections in here. And the boys are all agreeing that there's no hard feelings. Like everyone had to put in their text. Like it is what it is. Luca is saying, but like, it'll be interesting to know why if you were picked. And Andrew's like, no, I just don't think it really matters. And Luca's like, well, it's in my character to care. So I will care. But at this Obviously, point, Luca genuinely doesn't think he'll be picked. I think no. it's the issue. The ego is so big that he's like, 
we are the winners. I think he he just, just thinks they're, they're winners. winners. He yeah. absolutely thinks they're the winners. But I think it all speaks to Luca's like Luca's misogyny in that it's all about what he presents. His woman is his prize. They look like they're in a perfect relationship because he just has to keep his woman in check and she has to behave the way that he wants her to behave. Yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think this was kind of his warning shot as well. Like, if any of you step to yeah. me, I'll be really pissed. And it's like... Obviously, we're all watching it going, oh, my God, I can't wait to see this happen now because we know he's gotten votes. She's had the ick for weeks. I feel sorry for her having to deal with having the ick. Or like, I think I'd it's say, worse than that. I think she's genuinely scared of his reaction. And she think? might not know you, it yet oh, and point it out at like being fearful. But she, that girl is in there with a deep anxiety in her belly about the way he's going to react to things. So she can't have a conversation with him. Because it'll turn into a fight and that's not the way she wants to play it. I bet, like, I'd say as soon as they come out, they're going to part ways. That, like, she's going to rewatch it. She's going to realize she's going to have the support of her friends and family around and she's going to be able to leave him. But you can see by her that she's got an anxiety because when she's had conversations with other lads, she has said things like, he won't like this and he won't, Yeah, you know. I actually think, I think when they're on their own, I think she's fine. I think she's happy out. I think she does like him. I think when they're in group scenarios and something happens, she has that dread. And like anyone who has been in that situation, whether it's been a romantic relationship, familial, friends, whatever, mm-hmm. where you've had a person that you know is going to react in a bad way in a social environment and you feel like you're that caregiver that has to kind of try and minimize the fallout it's a sickening position to be in it's a horrible feeling to see something happen and know that the person that you have to control is going to go because of something that has happened and I can see that in her like the whole time that conversation was happening between Dami and India and them you could see her being like please just listen and just don't say anything just listen and walk away it doesn't matter just don't say anything yeah and and she, she will never get that with him because he's not changed he's done the same thing in the same way that Paige had that conversation with Jax weeks ago where she was like remember that conversation we had about how we react to situations at the very least Jax was at least going yeah I fucked it I didn't act you know Paige told me she didn't like this and I didn't act on it Luca's not even recognizing the fact that Gemma finds that uncomfortable that he's constantly jumping to an argument and it's like yeah I, just... I think as well after I know we'll get to it but after that when they went up were they on the terrace and they were kind of, she was kind of saying to him, you know, you have to listen to them. It's their point, you know, yeah. it's their opinion. And it turned into this really, I actually felt a bit like sick watching it because he st- went into this, I love you so much. Yeah. And it just felt like he was like quick. Distracting. Change the narrative, change the narrative. Let's show the viewers that we're the strong couple. Yeah. And it really felt uh, like awkward for me. I now. do feel kind of bad for Luca because I think that his, well, I don't, sorry, I'm taking that back, but yeah. I can see so clearly what is happening. And that I don't think he does it in a way that is, he, he doesn't realize how coercive he is. Like when yeah. he's confronted with his behavior, first of all, he hasn't got the foresight or the intelligence to in like introspectively look at his own behavior and wonder how he's impacting other people. I think it's a real narcissistic trait. But when he does feel some sort of confrontation, not even confrontation for Gem, but some questioning, he is so insecure that he then starts love bombing her to reassure himself that all is okay. Yeah, it is. I just watching it from the outside and even the way you're talking there, like, um, you know, 
Megan Nolan is Megan Nolan who wrote um, Acts of Desperation, brilliant Irish author. She wrote a book. She wrote a book about coercive control. It well, a story and coercive control is the main theme. And one of the things that really stuck out was like it's not happiness in the moments where you're not fighting. It's just relief. And like I really think that Gemma and Luca, when when they're on their own, Gemma is just so relieved that he is not kicking up or he's not being stubborn or he's not acting out. That she's then confusing that for love and peace and happiness. And I genuinely believe that the, this relationship, even if it ends after the villa. The, the the last eight weeks have been so damaging for yeah. that girl because they have been so it's been it's been so controlled and and again for, for him when he comes out like you know like you said Cassie he's not being called up in the moment to be like this is what mm. happened this is where, how you reacted let's analyze how you reacted and why that mightn't have been the best way to react they've let that bubble for eight weeks and he's gotten off the hook and off the hook and off the hook. And now when he comes out and feels that backlash and P- and then the welfare team sits him down and goes, okay, well, look, this is, this is how we come across. This is what the perception from the audience is. This is the negativity that's out there. How does he start to kind of go, but like everyone in the villa was like grand with me. Yeah. And, like, all sorted. And say, well, if, it, if it was we, that bad, ITV would have pulled me out. If exactly. it was that bad, how was it allowed exactly. on the TV? And yeah, like, that is like the question. Because there was it's, a real opportunity, I think, for, you know, there should be a responsibility as well, I think, from the producers to acknowledge that bad behavior and then yeah. change it or challenge it at least on a public platform. And like they're not even speaking about it on Aftersun. No. ITV are still very, very silent about this kind of this kind of bad behavior and their duty of care and it's just not good enough because there are going to be plenty of young boys watching and looking at that and being like that is yeah that's fine that's great yeah and yeah and you're right about after sign it's the same with the morning after podcast as well we get a lot of listeners coming to us saying kind of like that they listen to both and that they find it difficult listening to morning after because they don't touch on these topics at all and as well like i remember in the earlier weeks we really liked luca because he was really funny like he was a really good really good at like having a little dig at people in a good in a good like messing kind of way that it was it was good for the kind of drama you know and because ITV haven't clamped down and monitored the other behaviors we've not been able to enjoy that side of his personality which is a real side of his personality he is yeah. a guy who could be mm-hmm. really entertaining but because they've let all the other shit go we've naturally focused on that because it's far more gripping to see that behavior than just him having a laugh in the kitchen or whatever and I just feel like it's this half-arsed, like Love Island is a very controlled reality TV show in inverted mm. commas. There's so much production interference in that show. And I think they don't get to pick and choose anymore where they get to interfere and where they don't and all this kind of stuff. If you're interfering, which we're very aware you are, you also need then, there's a responsibility then when things escalate that you have to interfere. You don't get to clock yeah. out when things are kind of exploding and then jump in and go, ah, fuck it, we'll throw in this kind of a dumping now because we want to get rid of that guy or we want to keep him safe or whatever. It's like you, you're you interfering, then interfere and do it properly and do it fairly for everybody. Don't fucking do this pissing, like pissing about, like picking and choosing where you want to feel your presence. It's like, it annoys exactly. me. Exactly. And actually just support support them a little bit as well. Like I, it's a really tense environment to be eight weeks yeah. away from your general support bubble. They know nobody when they go in. And they're constantly, you know, put through the, th- put these challenges or their secu- their sense of security is challenged repeatedly and repeatedly. So I do feel bad for them. But then also I think some of that toxic behavior is inherent. And that is learned behavior from years of misogyny from Luca. That's not something that is 
coming out just because of his eight weeks in the villa. Do you know, he thinks women are. Yeah. I would say it's learned, but like being in that environment, it's coming more to the fore because Mm -hmm. his insecurities are being challenged. He's probably being triggered that this bad behavior is coming forward because I don't know, maybe he's seen that in the past or like, as we know, the society we live in, that's, you know, what men are taught to believe, even if they don't think that they believe it, you know, that's how we've all been kind of brought up. So I think he probably before that was that happy chappy taking the piss out of people really liked. And now this part of him has been brought up and it's up to him to kind of yeah deal with it, which Willie. I don't know. I think so. <laughs> um, interestingly, first parents visit we had was Tash and Andrew. And I was really interested to see if they brought up any of the yeah. bullying stuff that was obviously very difficult to watch. I think that was week six that all ha- that kind of mainly went down, snog Mary Pie and all that kind of stuff. Mm, they didn't. Yeah. It, that wasn't the time for it. I think they kept every conversation within the couples. I think that was the way that ITV were like, okay, this is how we can clamp down on maybe not having the parents and the family come in and just detonate everything. Um, Tasha gets a picture from her and and her parents and Andrew's parents and they're outside the front of the villa. They send in a picture. Everyone is getting very giddy because obviously this signals that all of the families will be coming in today. Um, Tasha, I've noticed here, noticed here, Tasha is like a different person. And I just, the way that we have, and I think it's, it's not all on her. It's on us as an audience as well. The way we have analyzed how we have reacted to Tasha and the standards and things that we set for her that maybe weren't fair and mm. I maybe, maybe yeah. that's just me but I think we've had chats about that Fergal where I feel like we were putting we kind of after a couple of weeks we were like actually why are we putting that standard on her when we don't put that standard on some of the other girls or some of the other guys yeah. and I think I've gotten to a point with Tasha where I'm like you are such a great person I'm so glad that you have had the chance to stay this long that we've all had that time to come around and be like no she's actually great and I think her dad said it as well he was like you know, at the start, Andrew did like you more. And she was like, yeah, probably. She's aware of that. Like, but yeah. no one, when you look back to that time, everyone just attacked her for it. And no one said, that's kind of normal. Sometimes, yeah. you know, it does, the balance is off at the start and people grow in different ways. And, you know, maybe she was unsure. You know, I know a lot of people who are in relationships who are a bit unsure at the start. And then the more they get to know each other, they're like, oh, wow, this is really actually the person. And yeah. sometimes that insecurity of being like, oh, I have a few doubts is actually coming from you and has nothing to do with the person. Yeah. So she kind of didn't get the opportunity to just figure it out and grow. And she was being honest the whole time being like, I'm not sure. You know, yeah. I, she was actually always being honest. And yeah, I think you're right, Orla. We did all go, oh, poor Andrew like yeah yeah yeah. I think because he was falling so quickly we were Mm. like like we were almost like Tasha this isn't fair because Andrew's so into you it's like but why isn't that fair why why should she have to be at the exact same point that he is because she's she's not and she's not keeping it a secret she's not being very clear about it but she is vocalizing it she's also just she's such a relatable little people pleaser as well like if you're in a confined space and someone's like do you like me I'd be like I do like you because I'm not gonna sit here and vocalize the depth of my feelings when there is nothing else going on here so I adore you absolutely that is fine hush hush now all yeah, as well yeah, yeah. let's not worry and about I think it, so you're yeah. right there like when you know she kept ending up in the bottom and she'd get upset about it and they're like why are you upset you have your boyfriend I was like I would be devastated if I found out that a yeah. whole country had decided to be like I don't like you and you yeah. have no idea why like yeah. 
Oh my she God. And the only person you had was Andrew. <laughs> no, I totally get it as well. I would be, uh, I would be, no, I would find that really, so difficult. If you had any of kind of like. Would. No, I Oh, well, I think I'd be in bits. It was and just then, Lucas oh. stirring the pot with that as well. And we yeah. saw it later, like when he was kind of, you know, you know, he would react extremely poorly. And we see it now, like even see tonight, when people tonight. question the validity of his relationship, he gets so upset. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's in, ridiculous to say you should be happy. You have your boyfriend. You have one person in here. You got what you came in for. Sorry, no one goes into Love Island to get a boyfriend and get love. They go in there to increase their popularity so they can skyrocket whatever influence yeah. careers, whatever they want to do or whatever else and so for for tasha it was like legitimate if you thought hundreds and thousands millions of people disliked yeah. you oh dear jesus like oh, oh my god yeah yeah yeah. no i couldn't and no, you'd luke a bitch turning around being like what are you so sad about why are you crying i'd be like please get this all away from me i can't i'd get and violent tonight like tonight this is it though this You're is it. Gemma. It's the irony. happy why don't you just go home with Gemma? you know it's, it's the hypocrisy of it isn't it like oh, um so. tasha's dad anyway comes in he's obviously the main character of this scenario he runs over to tasha he's crying everyone's very Love emotional him. so sweet Andrew is telling his parents that he's loved every second. Andrew's mom is saying it's been a roller coaster of emotions um, and that Tasha's just so beautiful and she, you, you should be so proud or she should be so proud of herself. Uh, his dad is saying it's brought you both closer after everything that went on and they're kind of having a little bit of a joke about Casa mm-hmm. Amor. Uh, Tasha's dad is saying, you know, uh, he's so proud of her and Tasha's saying we've had such a journey in here. Um, and Tasha's parents are saying, we knew you'd get back together. We knew that there was interest there. Her dad is saying, you know, he was more into you initially, like you said, guys, earlier. And uh, that was very clear. But you took a step back initially and you always do that. You don't dive into anything. Tasha was like, I was very worried about um, everything based on Casa Moore and how you guys would react. And her dad says, you know, he was egged on by the other boys. And they both, her, both yes. her parents said that he was egged on by the other boys. And that was probably the only moment that we saw a mention of the other lads. I would love to know if there was more of that cut because, or were, was that all that they were saying? I would imagine more was potentially said. Uh, but both her parents are saying, you just look so happy together. Um, Andrew's dad is saying that it's amazing that you've actually found love. and <laughs> His mother is equally as surprised. Tasha then invites them all over and they're all joining together. And this is when Ekin is in the kitchen going, oh, they're going to meet the parents. And Lucas says, they've already met outside you, Numpty. And Ekin is like, you always have something to say. I was like, yeah, he does. Just like, and interestingly, that that production is showing us those clips now. Like mm. and there was another point later where they showed his face, his face, his facial expression in response to something that seemed unusual. Like production is very much highlighting his reaction now. Again, mm-hmm. baiting people like us who are not happy with him, but also the worst people who are like doing that trolling online. It's like ITV are actively encouraging this now as well. And it's like, you've no problem like hanging him out to dry, but you you don't want to step in and do something like. Yeah. It is mind blowing. It's actually really irresponsible of them, I think. Like all yeah. jokes aside, I do think that he is going to come out. He's going to have a really, really hard time. And it's on them. It's on yeah. them. It's on them for Paige. It's on them for Jax. And Jax is obviously this week as well going through a really, uh, you know, tough time mentally. He's deleted all pictures of Paige from his social media. You've seen out with Antigone, the, you know, tabloids are writing stories about him and he doesn't seem to be getting much support. Like he's, it's just so fucking difficult, isn't it? It's so difficult. And like, 
it's it's hard because they come out every year when they announce the cast and they reveal their updated duty care and they kind of send out all these press emails about what they're going to do and all the things that are going to be on offer for Islanders. And like, look, they can't control everything and within, you know, certain bounds they should be able to manage. And then there's some things that they just can't predict or, or know are going to happen. And then they have to adapt. But I just feel like so much of this stuff now is like, so ingrained in the in the journey that it's like how mm. i i know it's coming we know it's coming every year how do you not, guys not know this is coming yeah i was thinking about this as well recently right because like obviously now we when we talked about this the last time right so like love island was the kind of the 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 breeding ground for influencers you went in you came out with your million followers and then you were you thrown into fame right and that's a little bit different now because anyone can kind of be famous from their bedroom because of the like tiktok and social media and how it's operating now that like there's other people out there who have as many followers as some of the islanders who seem to be coping okay with it even though it's still it can be very sudden and it can be very unexpected the difference with love island is that it spans all types of media and it prompts national conversations and their behavior is examined under a microscope. And it's also not something that they're choosing to put out there. They have no control over what is seen of the day and what isn't. So in that regard, ITV should like they, there should be some sort of review, review process during Love Island where they can see how they're being perceived and they can understand their behavior and then they can choose to change it because we have the only arcs in Love Island are the relationships and who works and who doesn't, but we never see any massive growth or changing in the character, in their behavior, in who they are, in their values and stuff throughout, unless they're massively changed by the friendships they make case in point, like Eck and Sue, but like the lads never change. They are, they are once it, once it's revealed that they are, potentially bad or they are terribly behaving bent they stick like that and unless you're like adam collard who gets invited back in which is mind-blowing they never get a chance to redeem themselves yeah yeah it's very it's very bizarre to me um how they don't anticipate this and then how they don't react to it at all i'm really surprised again this year that they've not put out some kind of a statement Mm. just give just given the level of like and like there is a level of anxiety from the viewers who have experienced things like this or, you know, maybe attributing certain things on the show, to things that they've seen in their own lives. And it's like, that's also triggering for viewers and how they how they haven't seen that conversation and thought, you know what, we need to just put out a statement to be like, this is the a reminder of the processes, even if that's all they're doing. Mm-hmm. They did it last year with Faye. They put out a, a statement being like, this is a reminder of the welfare process that we have in place. This is what islanders would have had access to this week Faye has had more access this week like so it was a sense of like something is being done we're just not addressing it in the main show because it's not a part of the main discussion but just so you know and they've just not done that this year and it's like why have you not reassured people that something is being done because I actually do think that would that would quench a lot of the aggression I think it would a lot of people would be like okay look okay grant like I don't think I'd be coming on here every night so frustrated if I knew that he was being reprimanded in a way because I'd be like Okay, Grant, look, they're doing, he's obviously in chats with people and they're talking to him about his behavior. Yeah, he's looked after. But they're also thinking about the TV show and like, you know, that like, that's the sad part of it is they're like, if we step in and like, actually, which would be an amazing storyline to see him like step up and like, you know, really give Tasha, you know, the apology that she deserves by taking responsibility. Like, you know, he did apologize. I, I get that. But like, there wasn't really an ownership in his behavior. It was more so a, 
yeah, yeah I'm sorry I shouldn't have done that whereas yeah it wasn't him being like god I feel shit about what I did but they're not going to do that because they want these storylines they want like they want our reaction they want attention they, want- they don't want peace yeah. they want problems all the time like Literally. all the time it's absolutely mind-blowing to me that they allow this con- to continue like that and th- this simple thing of like having a plant as someone in there who can question and make them address their behavior or like you know controlling it a little bit more is probably the kick that love island needs because it's such yeah. a stagnant format now like we know exactly what is coming and when it's coming and you could superimpose the cast on top of one another every single year and you have the same kind of characters you've the yeah. same people over and over and over and over again over and over again and like it's just so it's just it's just getting really boring and it's they just tiring. really need to yeah stir it yeah. up with something put either put in older people find different people i don't know what it is but like you even yeah. see that with the later bombshells where you put where you're like some of the bombshells you're like you could have been an original day one yeah you been and an i do and i do one. think generally this year we've had a real improvement in like I would say 70% of the casting this year has been bang on for me like perfect Mm. then there's probably another 15% that I'm like yeah they were grand but you need grand islanders as well you need people that aren't going to be huge stars that just kind of fill certain narratives for however long they're there and all that kind of stuff that's grand and then there's been that final 15% that I'm like you're still not able to shake that final 15% of people that you think make good telly but nobody else does. Well, I mean, yeah. someone does because they're still voting for them, but generally shouldn't make good telly. You who, know what I mean? Who is voting? I don't know. I don't know. People it's the think, old folks. It's the old folks that, home. That fucking old folks home, I'm telling or you. Or the British. The British. Look, I mean, other Brits. Look, Fish bongers united. No, um, we, know, we know what they do with the vote. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't trust them. Like, I can't even understand when they went out to like, the party disco it was when billy and someone else Summer. got out. Yeah. yes um and the fact that they didn't even end up in the bottom in that episode i was like what is it's shocking on? to me that viewers votes have gotten them through every single every single bottom three I really that moment they have. satisfaction like when, I... when they get through and you just see the satisfaction in luca's eye eyes and i'm just like no I do believe no I know what you're saying Cassie because obviously we've been discussing the kind of T's and C's of the vote and the legitimacies yeah. of it and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff I do believe that the bottom three is accurate I do I don't yeah, think, okay I don't think they're able to get around that from, but from sure, the- look, one thing we know for certain from life from history from all things considered is that you should not trust the British with a vote right Brexit and in the 1974 Eurovision they gave ABBA nil poids. <laughs> we are really going into the archives for, archives for the ammunition. Oh, I appreciate it. They just, you can't trust them. Waterloo. You can't trust them. Zero points. Zero points, right? And now what have they got? They've got ABBA on stage twice a day. They're, they're, they're exhausting the poor avatars to get their, get their dime. They, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know who is voting for them, but it is worrying it's worrying. worrying. It is. It is. Um, Tasha's parents are jeering the pair of them about their salon hours and what or what what made. Oh, lads! I couldn't. De- if that was me, I couldn't deal. No, I, I die. Like, I die. This conversation right now. Why are we discussing this? Can I just say, anyone who talks to their parents like this, no. explain yourself. I like, fucking don't understand. Do 
and the hat when they did the hand movements i was like stop it stop it right no no it was it no. was very triggering Mm-mm. no 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 here dad I did, is saying i did enjoy most- sorry i did enjoy how he brought up the cocoa thing yes so he says what was the most memorable part of your journey andrew and then he was like don't say cocoa and i was like all right tasha's dad coming for the limelight like absolutely buzzed i thought he did it really well without making it a big deal and like you know giving he obviously really likes andrew but making a bit of a joke of it just to be like Mm. you know what happened i did really like that he said it on social media a few times that he's really keen on on andrew so he's been pretty transparent yeah so i think i think it was kind of like I think it was, I obviously, Andrew didn't know this, but I think from our perspective, we kind of knew that he was going to go in there and be fairly soft on him because he's kind of said it before that like, he's definitely the kind of guy that he wants to see Tasha with. Like he's given the seal of approval on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, he's saying that he needs to take care of Tasha's needs right after the salon chat. It was bizarre. And then he said he would love to welcome Andrew to the family. Andrew's parents are saying the same thing that they want Tasha to come over and meet the rest of the family. All the parents are so proud of the pair of them and they're saying to enjoy their last few days and then Tasha says you know I honestly love your son so much he's such an amazing person you should be really proud of him and Andrew's mom again says you should be proud of yourself I love and she that. said that earlier to Andrew as well and I was just like oh Andrew's mom seems so nice and she like checked her hair before she went out onto the out onto the terrace which I thought was so cute <laughs> she was like looking in the mirror like giving her hair a little zhuzh and I was like oh Andrew's mom is cute mm. They, I thought that was sweet. And the two of them were really emotional yeah. afterwards. They're having a little cuddle. And then obviously the rest of the villa is just like kind of shaking because they're all like, oh, who's coming in next? And it must be so nice. I say it's so exciting. Like imagine being away from your family. Now it's interesting, Adam, getting so emotional. How long has it been? Two weeks? It's been two weeks. Like he's dead. Yeah. I was like, Adam shouldn't even be. You're on I, don't holiday, trust him. I don't trust him for even a second. The way even to his friends, he was checking, you know, have I have I redeemed myself? Has this been my redemption arc? Is my gym performing well? What's my Instagram growth like? It is <laughs> so clear. And then when he went into the beach hut and he was cr- like, for- I bought that. I fully bought that. I no. did buy him. No, I bought him in the beach hut. I, I bought it. When he was, was like, I didn't get a chance to have a connection like this on my season because there was oh, yeah. nobody I had a connection with. I was like, there were four women. Adam. I really four women. Bring in Rosie. Bring in Rosie right but now. But I really I want to see Zara McDonald's reaction to that because they were in a relationship yeah. after the show for like a long time. For like quite nearly a year. year. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like he was there like, oh yeah, there was no one here for me the last time. And yeah, I if I was Sarah at home being like all right pal like you didn't need to bring me into this like this like you know what I mean like you could have just said you know obviously I had something the last time and it didn't work out but I've learned whatever why are you bringing in our relationship and being like oh yeah because he's trying to create a narrative about himself that works if you listen you know when you know when Harry Potter when they replace um they replace wand it's very funny or they like they, there's like these funny things on the internet where they replace different words and it gets a totally oh, different okay, meaning okay. like but if you replaced every time they said connection with the word respect you'd just you'd get it like that's just what they're actually talking about every time they're like i didn't have a connection with someone you're like you didn't have respect for someone yes. i couldn't do this because of my connection i'm testing my connection i'm testing the level of respect i have for this other person yeah it's I almost just, like what he's saying is, oh, I'm doing it right this time because I actually like this girl. 
Whereas if I didn't like this girl, I'd act like the other Adam. This is it. It's almost like an admission, isn't it? That like that guy yeah. isn't gone. I just don't really feel like I need to bring him out in this scenario, which isn't growth. It's not growth. Um, and he's not moving to Wales. No, he's not. Yeah. He's not moving not to Wales either at all at all. At all he's at all, not all, moving all. to fucking Wales. Look, Stop if it. he's nice to you and not nice to the waiter, it's not worth it. Not worth it. Mm. This is so true. Um, it's his dad and friend coming in and Paige's parents. Love that Adam's dad comes in and just goes, there's Ek and Sue. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't have this, that. this bitch's power is endless. She is the absolute goat. She is the winner, the queen, the be all, end all, the OG top tier Islander. I 100%. think she may be the best Islander ever. Ever. I, I'm putting her up there with Maura Higgins. Yeah. I think she's I think she's bigger than Mora. I think she's bigger than Mora what she's given us because it's been non-stop. I yeah, just... it is. Do you know what? It is. And I could see, do you know what I can see her doing actually now that I've said it and I brought it up earlier on? It's just hit me. Go on. She's hosting You're... the Eurovision. She's hosting the Eurovision oh next year when it's back in GB. It. Sorry, she actually could be hosting the Eurovision. Wouldn't that be perfect? That would be perfect. She, like she, she actually could be hosting the Eurovision. Sure, that, could could, that could be a thing you know she'd do like the she'd do the like that when they you know when they go out to where the performers are and it's like how are you doing out there and yes. she'd be that person being like hi whoever i'm talking to romania like she'd be that person yeah yeah, yeah. definitely would she and she'd be. be so good at it oh my she god she'd be it. so good at it it'd be perfect you could see I'm, her I'm, having the absolute bands while also checking herself out in the camera it'd be yes. perfect yeah, yeah she's perfect. so gorgeous but so high camp at the same time this so is what camp. it is yeah she yeah yeah Ekin for Euro to 2024 yeah let's yeah. get it going I'm now regretting what I said about more because I feel like I might have like recency bias so I feel like I need to like rewatch more season but she's definitely Oh, she's up there. She's more as a feminist there. icon when she yeah, turned your man down or turned him away. What, what did you expect me to do? Suck you off. That was iconic. Iconic, iconic, iconic. Yeah. And I should not disrespect her for that moment alone. Like, yeah. Oh, Moira's, Moira's said, more said. like rawness. Like she was like really just a raw character. Like someone who was just so genuine and fun. And that was her. Whereas Ekansu is a little bit Performer. more planned yeah. and performative, which is her as well. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah. So fun to watch. Like it's not like there's she's... a pageantry with Ekin though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Paige's parents are very emotional when they meet her. It's so sad that they can't give each other a hug. I didn't even I think know. that that would be a thing still this year. No. COVID's done, guys. Have you not heard? It's over. Um, Paige's parents are. Oh, I just said that. Paige, they're very emotional. Paige is saying, you know, um. She's been getting on with everyone so much. And then pretty much the first thing she says is, was, have you seen me and Dammy together? He's my boy. I, I was mean, like, what? <laughs> what? Why are you bringing mm, up Dammy? They haven't just- really, like, I know we have seen a little bit of that, but they haven't really think it's because she's like, character. sorry. Do you think it's because she's like, guys, I have a black friend. It's so new for her. I don't know, but it felt weird. It felt it weird. It did feel weird, didn't it? Yeah, I feel like she talks feel about weird. their friendship all the time, but I don't hear Dammy ever saying like, oh, Paige is my bezo. Do you know what I mean? It just felt weird. And it like, we haven't seen a whole bunch of it at all. And I know no. this, there's this whole conspiracy online that she's in love with Dammy, which I don't know, I believe. But it just felt like weird that she was like, have you seen me and Dammy together? We get on so well. It was like, what? Maybe she just really loves him as a friend. And she's like, this guy's going to be around for a while. 
I think I think she probably knows that he's a bit of a star like I think she probably knows that he's one of the big characters on the outside and she's trying to attach herself to one of the biggest characters see I think it's probably that but it just felt so jarring like would the first question not be like have you seen me and Adam together he's my boyfriend like do you know what I mean or whatever they are he's my exclusive partner Paige's dad has not watched any of it she's what he's watched the first episode and that's it do you know what? I, but he was still so like stern and still so uncomfortable. Yeah. And he didn't, he almost didn't want to speak. You could tell. And that might say a lot to the, you know, the comments that he's maybe getting on the streets or what he's seeing on social media. I doubt he's looking at it, but he's yeah. obviously hearing the negative feedback about her. Um, but I thought that was so telling that yeah. he was like just not saying anything and he was like no I do I haven't watched it yeah you know, it wasn't just like oh no I haven't watched it I can't watch my daughter it wasn't fun it was like yeah. no I haven't watched it um let's bit through this because obviously they get booted at the end of the vi- the episode spoiler um Paige is asking the parents what they think about Adam and Paige's mom is saying I'm not buying it uh you were more yourself with Jax it seems different with Adam Paige is saying it was definitely different with Jax um there was some more playful. Uh, my, my, no, my T on my keyboard gave up again. So I'm trying to work out what I wrote. She was saying there was some more bits that were not okay. Adam is so much more chilled out and we've gotten on since day one. Her mom is saying, well, look, you know who he is better than I do. Paige is saying that she's made up her mind on what she's seen from him and not what she was told about him before. She was like, I didn't really know him before. I just didn't really know him. I'm like, I don't buy that for a second. You choking. Like one of the most infamous Love Island characters of all time. And you're telling me you've no idea what his crack was. Like, nah. Um, Her mom is saying, if that makes you feel happy, then that has to be good enough for everybody. Uh, Adam's dad is saying that Paige is amazing. She's such a nice girl. His friend is saying, you know, you're really well suited. And Adam is saying, she's just unreal. She's so grounded. And his dad is saying, you know, the last thing you want to see is your son necking on on telly again. Um, and Adam's in the beach on this one. He's getting a bit emotional. He's saying, you know, I feel really emotional now. Um, and he starts to well up. Seeing my dad uh, didn't get a chance to show this side of me the last time. Paige is obviously unreal and makes me feel on top of the world. It makes me feel so much better about my time here. Then the whole crew joined together and Adam is saying, you know, we've had a great time. I'm wrapped around her little finger. Every day with Paige is amazing. She's selling me on Wales. I'm selling her on Newcastle. We're just so excited to get out. Yada, 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 yada. Paige is saying, can't wait for everything on the outside. And then they're all giving each other goodbye. Adam and Paige are hugging. They're beaming. They're very happy. And Adam tells Paige, my dad loves you. And she's over the moon and seen. What did we make of their... I thought that Adam getting emotional in the beach hush, which I did buy, but I thought that was because of his dad. And I say that the first time around, his dad had a few words with him and was very disappointed in him and was like, because his dad seemed like a pretty genuine guy. Yeah. Um, Now, what would all the blue shirts? They're all wearing blue shirts in a hot villa. We were seeing all the sweat marks. No one gave him the warnings of that. But I felt like he got emotional because he was like, do you know what? I've come across a bit better. And my dad seems pretty chill. So I'm guessing that maybe his dad was like, you acted like a dick. Yeah. After he came out the first time. That was what I saw. I don't think he got emotional because of his relationship with Paige or how far they've come because he's been there for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Yeah. I think he's just, I just think he's trying to sell a story. I just... (laughs) 
I just don't I don't believe it. Like I don't believe that he'd have the intensity of those emotions after two weeks, especially having done it before and listening to him now talk about the way that he talk talking now about the, the women he dated in the first season versus mm. how he talked about them at the time. I just don't trust him. Like yeah. That I don't the thing I've actually... learned is the way people talk about their past relationships or the past people they've seen is a big warning sign. So the fact that he kind of like brushed them all off and was like, I'd no connection with them. I do you know what I I I think I I'm really curious to see if Zara McDermott comments anything or Sam Thompson because I just feel like that was mm-hmm. whatever about the other relationships because I they they were within the villa and mm. you know they didn't last much beyond that. Not that's not to dismiss. The damage that was done there or the impact that had on them yeah. but I think to dismiss a you know nearly year-long relationship with someone as I didn't have a connection with anyone the last time that's got a sting um and and for Zara's I just to be brought into the narrative like that I would just be like oh for fuck's sake now I'm gonna have to be answering these questions about what did you make of Adam saying on Love Island last night and all this kind of bollocks like I I agree with you Fergal I think he was probably just maybe a little bit relieved that he had an equally nice reception from the family members and it seemed really sweet and wholesome and that you know I think I think he probably thought he went in there for a bit of a cleanup of his image but I don't know if that was the main reason I think financially it was probably more enticing but I'd say there definitely had to be that fear of like oh fuck like the mess I got myself in the last time and how horrible it was when I came out and I would imagine just having that moment where I was where he kind of realized that like oh actually maybe it's not going to be like that this time was probably hugely relieving just to be like, oh, I don't grand. think it will be like that. I think he'll no, I don't think so. get on grand and he'll come out and they'll do yeah. their fantasies and they'll yeah. have a good time, you know. Yeah, they're on After Sun tonight. So I'm interested to see what they say. Oh. Yeah, I might actually watch After Sun back tonight. I just want to see Joanne McNally just be, I might add, add a bit of honesty to the conversation. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, she's so good. Um, up next, Dami in India. Um, it is Dami's sister and cousin, I believe. They have to Skype in because one of them has COVID, which is so disappointing and really hard for Dami as well because he definitely had his feet. They, India's parents, our mother held his feet to the fire a little bit. So it would have been nice mm. to have, I imagine, some of his family present in the room. Now, um, as people who work in podcasting, those two girls could have called me and Cassie up for a bit of audio help. I'm telling you. I oh just said the production values of that Skype. Now, obviously, they're keeping them separate thing, but could someone not have slipped a little it's laptop a little or something through the floor? We, we've all done enough in the bathroom. We're told no. them to put a headphone on. We've just all done enough of this. But like I like anytime I go on like Ireland Emma or whatever, they call you an hour before and they're like, yeah, we'll just run through. Give us in a one, two, three, four, five, six. And you're doing all this. And they're like, yeah, can you change your headphones and try this headphone and change yeah. this setting? And is there anywhere else you could see it or like, cause it's not sound great. Like a sound check should have been done like, or something. They were like, while, they were staggered in a weird way in the room and the audio was all over the place. One of them like, was out the door. Come here. Come here. It was very strange. It was like they're in the bathroom. They could have planted a mic in there yeah. and overlaid that on top of the, he matched it up to the audio and overlaid it. It's bizarre. Usually ITV are a lot. So much better. Or on top of it. Yeah, mm. it was weird. It was very weird. Um, Dammy's getting a grilling from them because of the Casa Moore stuff and the way he behaved. And um, they're telling him that Dammy's grandmother has been watching um he is saying or they're saying that india was super respectful during casa more why couldn't he be the same dami is saying that he's ha- he has a girlfriend now and he's so happy that he has a girlfriend and the family are saying look we're just so proud of you in general and we really want to meet india but like they really did give him give him a bit of a going and it was like i was like no yeah. harm like sometimes you need to hear from within your own camp 
like and if you, know you can't I mean? hear it from those closer to you like it's your family who can give it to you with yeah. email and you're not going to be like get out I'm not talking yeah. to you you're going to sit down and be like oh shit my family yeah given it to me yeah exactly you know and they did and I was glad they did I, I'm glad they didn't like play any kind of like oh yeah it's grand and yeah yeah, really yeah. you yourself or whatever yeah no they're absolutely yeah. like cheeky you you don't deserve it um India came in they're talking about how gorgeous she is and telling her beautiful she is and it's lovely uh they're saying that they're so excited to meet her in person and they're saying that Dami's mom said to say that she loves India and that she's dying to meet her as well um Dami and India are saying that once they get outside that'll be the real test and they're really looking forward to it Dami is in the beach out saying yeah look I got a grilling and it was pretty tough but it was just so class to see them and have them meet India like that really really nice a little bit of a tester for what was coming next India's sister and her mum are there they're all bawling they can't hug it's very difficult she's saying that she's had so much fun and that she's delighted that she's a girlfriend now in a relationship India's mom is saying she's annoyed about Casa more and she's saying that Dami is not cleared in her eyes um india's in the beach i'd say it's upsetting dami comes over and he's like hello hi nice to meet you and he's like i'm sorry for casa more i was trying to explore connections but after that i realized i was wrong because i knew i only wanted your daughter her mom is saying explain the three-way kiss is that a thing for you she didn't kiss deji when she was in casa more uh you came across as wild and thirsty i was so good um and then her sister was like, yeah. And then you were angry when she came back in with Deji. Like, what was the crack with that? And then India's mom called him Deji. Oh. There's no coming back from it. There's mm-hmm. no, like, do you know, I. Nope. No, I just, I I was, I felt, I felt for him so much. I was like, <laughs> oh God, this is going to follow you for the rest of your life. Oh, that'll bring you back down to earth, wasn't it? Like it was, it was, I couldn't believe, it was as if she was trained to say it. I couldn't believe that she said She's it. She's probably focusing so much on not saying Nothing. it. <laughs> yeah. You're and right. then said it. Oh, but so gas. Oh, gas. Like, yeah, I mean, it was gas. Hilarious. It was brilliant. Um, Dami's laughing in fairness. And he, and then he was like, my name is Dami, by the way. And I was like, all right, Dami, not the time for you to get a bit lippy here, pal. Like keep it to yourself. Uh, Indy's mom is saying, look, we've been watching recently and you seem to be redeeming yourself and I trust India's judgment more than anything. So if she says you're good, then I trust her. India's saying, I know you guys have my back, but I, I'm telling you that I'm really happy. Her sister is saying that you guys look so good together. And then they all had their separate ways. Dami is sweating, but he says he's buzzing to have done it. And it was nice. I think generally went well. Bit of a wake up call potentially for them. But yeah. I think to be fair, I think Dami kind of knew. You kind of went into all those conversations expecting to get a bit of a bollocking, I think. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And um, deserved. Yeah. It gave me hope for the next family meeting, though, seeing India's mother be like that. Gemma and Luca. Um, it's Gemma's mom and it's Gemma's mom's friend, Sarah, I believe. And then Luca's mom and dad. And Gemma's bawling. So is her mom as soon as they see each other. Her mom is saying, I can't believe I can't hug you. I'm so proud of you. You've handled everything so, so well. Your dad is so incredibly proud. Her friend is saying, you know, one thing that we do think is weird is the sucking of the toe thing. And I'm like, look, I don't give a shit about the foot fetish. Get to the big stuff. I want to hear conversations about the big stuff. Yeah, don't be complaining uh, us now. I don't, yeah. don't care. Stop with feet. Luca is saying, I can't believe you've come in and the fish flops to his dad. His dad is saying that everyone's wearing them on the outside now. Yada, yada, yada. That is not true. Also, that's a lie. It's not true. He is trying to make it seem this like is he's the problem. a fish fashion icon and he is not. This is the problem. <laughs> Filling this guy's head with notions. It's a fucking problem. Stop lying to your children. Like, tell your children the truth. 
yeah. called them out for their bad behavior. The fish props mm-hmm. don't even look comfortable. They look so oh, they hideous. Awful. I don't even care about how ugly they are, but like, I mean, I thought Crocs were hideous last year. Who's wearing them all summer? Me. No, I'd get myself a pair of Crocs. But oh, like, Cassie, you'd like a pair of Crocs. The the, the rough edges on that with the heat that looks like a hard rubber. And I'd say it's one of those things that's like formed in a in a mold. So you've got that weird scratchy line where the mold meets and you're yeah. definitely getting. And it doesn't look fitted to a foot. It just looks so desperate to be in the shape of a fish. It's so it. like but squishing your toes, you know, like and they then it prioritize the fish and not the foot. Yeah, it's and that never works. not going to catch on. That never works forward, when it comes to footwear. I look forward to next year when you're both wearing them. I, I I say this every year, and then the next year I'm wearing bucket hats and fucking Crocs. Like absolutely. no, but come here to me. Like if I can sue or if were a fish flop, I'd have a pair. All right. <laughs> if I can sue was going around in armbands, I'd be like, oh yeah, they look yeah. kind of chic. I'd be like Dorit and realize my Beverly Hills so chic. Yeah, hundred <laughs> so percent. If Ekin did it and she walked off yeah. a bridge in her yeah. fish flops, I'd be off walking yeah. too. Yeah. Um, You'd be the Luke- number for your surgeon on the way down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Lucas' mom is telling him how much they all miss each other. Everyone is getting emotional. His mom is asking if he's missed home. And Lucas saying, of course I have. His dad is saying, more like your phone. And Luke is like, no, I don't care about my phone. I'm like, sorry, is he 14? <laughs> what are you talking about? Miss your phone. Like, what the fuck? Gemma and her mom are having a chat. And Gemma's mom said she picked up on the Luca Gemma vibes from the start. And she says, I can see that you two get on. Take it steady and see what happens on the outside. Um, Lucas' parents knew the pair of them fancied each other from the beginning when they were giving each other shit about their names and all this kind of stuff. Um, his mom is saying her morals and her values are great. You're very similar. She is very strong-minded, I think. Mm. I don't know what I wrote there. And times I've wanted to give you a good telling off. And Lucas says, with what? Do you think the Tasha stuff was too strong? And the fact that he went there straight away is a clear yeah. as day indicator that that is the moment that he was picked up on by production. There is no way yeah. that was natural. That was that was our giveaway t- sign, right? Like that had to be. Yeah, yeah, but like after that whole Tasha thing, and he said the apology, like yeah, we knew he stepped in. That apology was not coming from him. Yeah, knew, and, the, and and this feels very much like a confirmation from him yeah. that like and he played it so there? safe for the yeah. week after that. Yeah. His mom is saying you absolutely overstepped the mark there. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I acknowledge that, like when we sorted it and it's grand. And uh, Gemma is saying, you know, uh, or Gemma's mom says, oh yeah, we saw you with the whole air hostess thing. And Gemma, interestingly says, was I in the wrong with the air hostess thing? Mm. And I was like, fuck And they hell. looked really tense there. They were like, Mm-mm. like they and were Gemma's so like, much no, they wanted to say. Yeah. I just, I was, I felt so bad for her that immediately she was like, oh my God, was I actually in the wrong? Like she, she's all, he's convinced her that she, it just was like, oh my God, she actually thinks that she could be in the wrong here. And she just wasn't. I was so glad that her mom was like, no, you absolutely weren't. You absolutely Sarah, weren't. Sarah, unsung hero was like, you've done nothing wrong this whole time. Yeah. Nothing wrong. Uh, Luca then brings them all together. Gemma is saying that she's enjoyed it all. It's been so amazing. Sarah is saying, I feel like we know you, but we don't. And Luca's like, yeah, I know everything about your family. It's so weird. Uh, Luca's mom is saying, it's so nice that you're all so close with your family. We love your values and your morals again. And I'm just like, fucking hell. Wealth. 
yeah, we love that you're wealthy. Can we meet Michael? Would he sign a ball for us? Did um, Luca look disappointed when he wasn't looking out for his family? He was looking out for Michael, Michael Owen to walk yeah, into yeah. that film and he was yeah. disappointed. And then when they said it's going around on social media that there's a picture of Luca and he looks oh, like he young Michael Owen, he was fucking thrilled. I was I was praying that they were going to bring up the Keen Egan lookalike. I was like, go on, tell him he looks like Keen from Westlife. You love that. Like I was like, tell him that. And then they were like, you look like Michael Owen. I was like, oh God. Um, Gemma is saying she loves the fact that Luca's mom is all about her values and morals because she really tries to project that image. Um, they're saying that they have been tested so much in this villa. Where Gemma's mom is saying, you know, Jack's coming in, and, and I was like, oh yeah, actually that's kind of fair. That kind of actually was. Mm, I think I, I think sometimes we forget because Gemma handled that so well. And Gemma, then I thought it was really interesting that Gemma was like, yeah, that was tough because obviously Luca got on so well with him. And sometimes I was like, oh, could you just ask Andrew for advice? Never heard her say that before this time. And I was like, that is, of course, the way you'd be. Why did you not acknowledge that before? Or why did we not see her acknowledge that before? She that probably let weird. her guard down with her parent, like with her mom there. Yeah. She was letting her guard down a bit where she's been so, she's quite calculated on what she says and what she does. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. that's so true. Like why, that must be so hard to watch your current partner go to your ex-partner for advice in your relationship. And the only time yeah. we ever saw it kind of peep its head was when, Jack's overstepped that line and kind of said stuff about his relationship with Gemma and she called him up on it. We never saw her call Luca up on him talking to Jack's about their relationship. So I thought that was so interesting that she brought it up in front of her mom and, and her friend. Um, generally, it went fine. I don't think Gemma's mom gave the full thumbs up. I think she said as much as she felt was positive. And then beyond that, she was like, we'll talk when you're out. Yeah. She played it as well as we knew she was going to be able to play yeah. it. Like she did it to an absolute T. She held back a little bit. Uh, I was worried. I was worried because I was like, if if Miss Zone goes in there and she AOKs and green lights that bad behavior, yeah, the world is going to burn. Yeah. She did she a media trained so, job. Yeah, she and it, and as well, like, is it not telling that they left and there wasn't because if that was any other couple, if you know, if and if Tasha's mom was waiting or Tasha was waiting on her mom's seal of approval, that would have been discussed in that moment that she would have said, I've seen you say that. And obviously we are happy. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I think you have yeah. to be thinking into the fact, well, why didn't when the mom came in on her first opportunity to say, yeah, go for it. Why didn't she say go for it? Do you know, like, why was that conversation not had? Um, they've left Villa. Uh, we don't see much of an aftermath with Luca and Gemma. Ekans and David are up next. It is Ekans' brother who we met way back when on After Sun. Another oh. one of the few worthy moments on After Sun. Um, and it's his, her mother and it's Davide's mother and Davide's sister. Uh, da- Ekans' brother walks in and says the new bombshell has arrived. Um, Davide, watch watch his clips back on on After Sun. I, I didn't know he was them. on it. I definitely will. He was on it weeks ago, and he was basically like. I don't like any of these boys. They're all shit. He was, he was outrageous. He was brilliant. He was so Sue, like so Sue. Um, Davide's mom and Davide are bawling, crying. I was choking at this. I thought this was really sweet. It was, um, yeah, it was. And believable because it was believable. authentic. And the way he yes. said, I was really hoping to see mom, but I really didn't think I'd see my sister. And he was getting really emotional about seeing his sister there. And they're mm. all just getting really teary. Uh, his mom is saying, you're doing so well and being yourself. His sister is saying, dad is not understanding much of it, uh, but he's enjoying mm. it. I had to pause and play this so many times because I was trying to transcribe 
Italian English transcript. Oh, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh my god, this is my head is frazzled. So I hope this reads okay. Ekin's brother is saying that her dad is loving it. I'm trying to distract him during the challenges so he doesn't see you in your little costumes. Uh, Davide has grown on me a lot. Um, Ekin Sue's mom is saying, you know, we've said that you're in love. When we saw him the first time, we thought absolutely this guy is going to be stepping into our house. Ekin is saying we're both fiery and passionate, and her mom is saying you're always arguing and then putting it to bed. Ekin is saying, I've been telling him I'm just being myself and everyone knows that this is me. Davide's mom is saying, everyone has been saying how beautiful you look. Um, I was a little nervous of, of Ekin at the beginning, but she's been opening up. And Davide says she's an actress. And his sister goes, Davide, stop. His mom says, but you can tell that she's head over heels in love with you. Davide says, we're both head over heels in love with each other. His mom is saying, everyone calls you husband and wife on the outside because you fight so much and make up. Um, Ekin then invites them all to join together and Ekin is trying to speak Italian and it's very try hard but also quite cute it's adorable yeah it is cute isn't it um, Davide's mom is saying you're more beautiful in person she's saying oh no 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 my mom was saying such sweet things about you I love your mom and sister already uh, Davide's mom is saying I've seen Ekin ask if I would be happy with her on the outside and that makes me very happy that she is asking those questions and I am very happy with her Ekin is saying she's going to cry. Ekin's brother is saying that she's ne- he's never seen anyone look at Ekin Sue the way that Davide looks at her and that she deserves the absolute best. Uh, Davide's mom was saying, and Ekin's mom were saying they saw the date. It was so beautiful. Um, Davide's in the beach and he's saying, it's so important that my family approve of Ekin Sue and that was so nice to hear. I didn't expect this and to see my mom and sister in the villa is so surreal. Ekin's in the beach and saying, I'm so happy I've met Davide's mother. It's brought us closer. It's brought me and Davide closer and I want to have a life with him now. This is real. And the pair of them are hugging as their family leave the villa. I thought this was really, really sweet. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Like hook it to my veins, adopt me. Like Truly. I yes. love them. I just I I'm honestly so biased towards these two now. Like honestly, if they they have to win it, they, they just have, have to. to win it. They have to. I know I'm I was saying a lot of Dami and India votes on Twitter here. Oh really? Yeah. I I I feel like it's one of those things that like when we see the breakdown of votes. I think whoever wins it is going to win it by a country mile. I think yeah. it's going to be, I think they're going to be miles ahead. And I, I think it's that Davide and Ekansu because I think the way the edit has been going the last few nights, it feels very much like ITV, ITV have acknowledged that they can't, they're not going to be able to turn this ship even if they wanted to, you know, in the previews and the previously on uh, Love Island tonight, or I think, yeah, tonight or last night, they showed all the dates. They really lingered on Ekansu and Davide. They yeah. really linger on them at any point that they can. I think ITV are leaning into the win now. And I think, do you know I'm why? Hoping. They want them to be the new Ruth and Eamon. They want a breakfast TV <laughs> show with the two of them. And no, I'm here oh my God, for sign it. Them up. I, can you imagine the cooking segments morning. on this morning? Oh yes. my God. The cooking it's segments. Can you imagine? Iconic. I can't, Today no, we I, have another carbonara. <laughs> Listen, I'd be, be tuning in to, to learn that carbonara every day. Oh my god! Me. Every single day. If it's not broke, don't fix who it. Said, I would who watch. Invited, which parent was like, "Come to Brighton, and we'll give you pasta and Davide." Oh, Lucas' mom said that. Too. I, like, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I that was a bit of banter. I liked Lucas' mom a lot. You know that yeah, she looked like a classy number. lady. I loved her thing. Yeah, I just I did like the way she's like, "I'll talk to you at home about a couple of things," but I hope that she. Does. Steps in, stops lying to her child and calls him out for his bad fucking behavior. <laughs> <laughs> or 
grounds him. We're so we're we're so close to the end. We're so close to the end. Um, it's nighttime. Ekin is saying today was amazing. I was so emotional seeing everyone with their parents as well. Herself and India are talking a little bit about that. India is saying, you know, I want your mum. You want your mum to accept the person that you're with. But I wasn't expecting my mom to go as hard as she did. Davide is saying the fact that my mom likes Ek and Sue makes me feel so much better about my choice. Luca, uh, everyone's outside then. Luca gets the text. It's time for everyone to gather by the fire pit. The votes are revealed. The four couple, there was four couples who have received one or more votes and are at risk. Gemma and Luca look surprised. Oh my God, um, Luca's mm. disgusted. He's disgusted. Just- but the, interestingly here, they're not surprised about themselves, I don't think. I think they're surprised that people were voting for people that they think didn't deserve the vote. Now, remember, their votes went to Davide and Ekansu and Andrew and Tasha. So I would say Luke is very surprised that his friends Adam and Paige and Dami and India, in his mind, got a vote. Um, mm. Then it is revealed the couples that are at risk, Adam and Paige, Andrew and Tasha, Ekin and David. Oh, no, sorry. That was me for my David. own notes. Yeah, this is for me for my own notes. Um, first up was Ekansu and Davide. Ekin rolls her eyes, but I think that was just performance. Luca and Gemma... Why do they look shook and surprised here? Because Luca just didn't think they'd get any votes. Oh yeah, sorry, Luca they were next. Thinks, sorry, yeah. Luca thinks they are Jack and Danny. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was thinking Cam and Amber. I was like, he thinks he is that level. Fully he does. He thinks that everyone sees them like that. Yeah, fully and does. So and that, do you know what? That's actually what he tried to do with the fishmonger thing. He tried to position himself as a pen salesman or whatever else. Yeah. Like, I sell pens for a living. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He, he tried to position himself as He's this lonely kind of... since day one. No, I can't. Yeah. Uh, Paige is kind of smiling. She doesn't look too surprised. And then Andrew and Tasha are called out. Ekin looks a little bit surprised at that. Um, I don't know why they did this in two stages. I think just to prolong the agony. They gave us, you know, who was in the bottom four and then how many votes they got. Dami mm-hmm. reveals how the votes went for everyone. He says four votes for Ekin and Davide. They look very surprised and look directly at everyone else. Davide's kind of smirking, like quite surprised that everyone that's that's clear then that everyone else in the villa has voted for yeah. them uh luca and Gemma have three votes luca is shook and he's kind of smirking Gemma looks annoyed um, ego jumps out just, and just, i say if you were there you could just feel the energy yeah. from him. Oh, yeah. it's it terrifying me. it enraged me just some so of the annoying. things he said around it like i'm gonna have fun tonight yes. or like you oh, know who who was it, it? like it's outrageous terrifying though terrifying adam looks surprised um when they're revealed to have two votes and he looks over at luca and Gemma. Paige looks a little bit annoyed but i i think that's sometimes just her resting face in those kind of moments Mm -hmm. um and i don't think adam was surprised that they got votes i think he was surprised that they got less than luca and Gemma. um andrew and tasha just because i'm going in on luca Paige really annoyed me during during this as well I think that she just she comes across so cocky in these situations. You think? Yeah, she that's, really, I really, really don't, gets to me. I really just don't have any f- strong feelings on her one way or the other. It's so weird. It's so yeah, unlike I'm, me. I'm kind of with you on it, Orla. Like she I'm did make like, a funny face, but I was just like, she means nothing. No, she really gets to me, girls. She really, yeah, but she does really to so many people, me. Fergal. Like so many people mess with me. I and just I'm like, feel this, and I don't want to. I almost don't want to say this because, like, I don't want her to get any hate. I think that. Oh no, that's like a different a girl. Like, I think that it's probably in there. Like, maybe her ego has grown because she is one of the most liked, and she is one of yeah. the popular girls in there. 
but it gives me that mean girl vibe like the certain look she does certain like the yeah. pierced lips the kind of mm. you know she's a bit she was she was kind of a bit raging that she was up there with Adam yeah um, I just now, when I, they got voted out she seemed fine she seemed oh. fine I just I really just don't feel any strong way about it. and then there's people who just love her so much they're like buying every bit of clothing she's wearing thinking she's the best girl in the world want her to be her best friend and I just I really they even middle. I just like one of them said like oh she's the best friend that I th- I, want. I think that I was, was like, very much a soft edit to be like she's I gone out to hate my best friend yeah no um, she's boring and compliant <laughs> I just don't I just don't feel I'm like she's grand she's fine like I just don't really I've just I really haven't gotten a good kind of grasp on who she is at all so I'm just like yeah I don't really yeah, have any really fair. strong I don't know it's weird she's one of the only people that I'm like yeah I don't really mind her I might be reading two in between the lines but I feel like I know that like when Summer and Coco came out and kind of and you know said it, they, yeah yeah and they, they said that she was like you know quite standoffish and quite rude to them and yeah you no know, I was like I believe that I fully believe that I've seen yeah. that I'd say week three or four so weird um yeah she didn't look she looked a little bit annoyed but I just can't tell if that's like a legitimate reaction or if that's just her face in these situations yeah. I think sometimes mm, it could be uh Andrew and Tasha look pretty unbothered they, I think they're very much used to this now and they kind of know that look it's a numbers game at this stage if there's a bottom four out of five we're probably going to be in it uh that's when Luca says who is it and he's making faces to Gemma uh the public saved their favorite couples the fewest the person with the fewest or a couple with the fewest votes will be jumped the couple saved are Davide and Ekin they're relieved they're giving each other a kiss uh, Luca's kind of smirking Davide is delighted he's beaming at Ekin uh, Luca and Gemma are up next he's mm. smiling but he's very grumpy he walks over and sits down he says oh I'm going to have some fun tonight so India man. so yeah. threatening India then kind of makes a face like what the fuck would you shut up like we're all their reactions the difference between their oh. like Davide turned around kissed Ekin Sue they walked over together Get over Luca, yourself. Luca and Gemma didn't connect until they actually got to the seats and I thought that that was a bit telling because he was just like just- because she is filled with anxiety because she knows that she has someone difficult on her hands. I don't know. I think she she looked fairly annoyed there as well. I think she wasn't expecting that either. She probably wasn't expecting it because she hasn't seen. I think she's too close to Luca or too close to his behavior to see it for what it really is. And I don't think she's identifying what she's feeling yet. She's just a sense of anxiety right there. Yeah. I just can't with them. I'm just like, yeah, grand, whatever. Uh, final couple safe. I had it written down before it was anno- announced. And then we went to the break and I was like, oh my God, what if it's not them? But it was, it was Andrew and Tasha, final couple saved. Uh, Paige and Adam are smiling. They're giving each other a kiss. India rolls her eyes, which I thought was curious. We've not seen anything to kind of suggest why there before. Oh, um, I remember this. I thought this was, I didn't think it was how it read. Um, like, yeah, it, I, don't, I don't know if there was anything more to it. I noted it because I was like, it's weird, but I don't know if there was anything. I thought she was just kind of like, oh God, this is really sad. But the yeah. way it caught her, it looked yeah. like she was like, oh God, Tasha and Andrew are saved. Yeah, but I don't which, think. That's no, the case. I don't think but so. But it also could be a reaction to something the other cameras haven't picked up. Like Luke okay. is obviously sitting there mumbling away and going out. And we know that people, we know that her reaction to his statements was eye rolling, whatever. Yeah. So maybe she's still in that reaction rather than switching over to. Yeah. And we know page. that they didn't vote for Andrew and Tasha. They voted for Luca and Gemma and Davide and Sue. So like, 
I, I imagine that that was not kind of a, a, attributed to Andrew and Tash as being yeah. saved at all. Um, India's given Paige a hug and in the beach, she's saying, I'm going to miss absolutely everything about her. Tash is crying. Uh, Adam is hugging the lads. Andrew's saying he's a mate for life now. Adam is in the bedroom being, he's in such good form and it's actually really nice and it's it's such a nice sign. And I think more people need to pay attention to their way, the way they handle their leaving. Uh, Adam is saying, I'm just glad I've met Paige. Get me to Wales and see what they're saying. I'm buzzing to go out with the boys, but I'm not going to lie. I don't care how soppy it makes me look. I'm excited to take her everywhere when I get out of here. Paige is saying, look, I came here looking for my own thing, but I also came here to meet a group of girls and 100% I got that with you guys. Uh, India's like, you're leaving with someone that you're absolutely smitten for. Um, so that's just great. Luca is in the bedroom in a strop and Dami is saying, uh, I did vote for you and Gemma, like I have to say. And David is saying, yeah, me as well. But like, I'm fine with everyone. Like we all had to vote for everything. And then Luca's like, well, the people I voted for, I'll tell. So I don't give a fuck. And then Dami's like, yeah, but you sound angry. Like, why are you angry? Mm-hmm. Luca's saying, yeah, of course I am. You all know how good me and Gemma are. And three of you voted for us and it doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, Paige is oh. saying, myself and Adam are happy. So there's no hard feelings. Adam is saying, I've got the girls. Um, the girl I want um, and I'm just rooting for all the rest of them in there now two of them left and then it's the couple's debrief afterwards uh, Luca and Gemma are walking and Dami says do you guys want to have a chat and Luca and Gemma join himself in India I'll breeze through this because we are way over time uh, Luca is saying uh, obviously we know you guys picked us and we want to know why the whole time you've never said a word you know how strong we are in here India is saying it's not that you're not compatible it's the least compatible and the arguments arguments are normal and stuff but the stuff you've been arguing about like the challenge and your protectiveness it's blown way out of proportion Dami says I think you're a strong couple I genuinely do it wasn't easy we had to go through the pros and cons of everyone I feel like you guys are very similar and sometimes your personalities could clash and the challenges and stuff like this won't work um India is saying you're not going to have challenges like that in the real world but you will have situations where someone will come up for a picture with Jem and Luca's like I wouldn't get annoyed at that and India's like well you don't know though do you and Luca's like I won't get annoyed about someone taking a picture with Jem India saying I know Jem and I know certain situations she'd be like actually I'm not standing for this and sack it off Luca mm-hmm. turns to Gemma and says would you sack it off like that and Gemma says, we don't need to keep fighting and arguing their point. It's their point and they can say it uh, without us trying to fight back. Dami is saying, our opinion doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. When you get out of here, if you guys want it to work, it'll work. India is saying, we're not saying you're not compatible. And Luca says, look, we know about us. So we'll go have a chat. You're all right, guys. And Luca walks away and doesn't really look at them. India, again, is making a face. And Dami says... Gemma 100% understood where we were coming from. And India says she literally does every single word. She knows what we're saying. And Dami says when we're saying it, she gets it 100%. And I was like, that's so interesting that they're acknowledging that. But then we move to Gemma and Lucas conversation. And Gemma says, if that's how they genuinely think about us, it doesn't matter what you say. Lucas saying, I love how you just don't say stuff. And Gemma says, I only care about people's opinions that are close to me and that I value what they think. Lucas says, the more and more I look at you, you just make me smile. I proper love you. Gemma says, I love you too. In the beach, she says, it's not a nice situation to be in. We're all friends, but I'm not reading too much into it. I'm not going to start arguing with people over their opinions. It's just not worth it. I hate it all. I just hate it. I hate it. Every every scene, every conversation, everything that came out of his mouth, I was like, you just like anything. Give me anything that I can go, okay, yeah, maybe, but nothing. He was just terrible. He's just getting worse as well. I'm gonna have the same few people in my DMs being like, you just hate Luca. And I'm like, 
We I don't hate, hate Luca. I hate his behavior. I hate his yeah. behavior. I, really I don't, don't know like Luca to hate him, but like what no. he, how he's being represented is not a person that I would get along with. No. Yeah, it's very hard to separate his behavior from him. And it's difficult when the behavior is indicative of like very bad values. And I think that like yeah. it's very clear that his he's real misogynistic. He's really egotistical. He's really narcissistic. And it's difficult. I'm trying to completely just give him the benefit of the doubt and just say that those that behavior is absolutely toxic yeah. And I feel so, I love Gemma. I love Gemma in it as well. So I, I feel so bad for her. for a 19 year old. Absolutely. Yeah, but I can also, my heart is breaking because I can see what she's going through and mm-hmm. I can see where she's stepping in to sort of uh, like reassure him rather than advocating for her own wants and needs and her own, you know, her own yeah. sort of opinion. Best interests, yeah. Yeah, and I it's think that that's only going to get increasingly difficult. Yeah, it's the early moments you have to catch it, like just exactly what you're saying, which I actually didn't yeah. think people completely agree that she's she's starting to reassure him. It's, it's yeah. she's just trying to manage him all the time, it. and it's and it's honestly having been in situations like that for it's it's so haunting to watch. So that, toxic, that yes. kind of so sad. You're not you're not operating in, like you say, Cassie. You're not operating in, in a situation in the best interest of you or or you as a couple. All you're operating in is just damage control just how all the time how do i minimize the fallout of this how do i maintain these friendships with damian and or whoever how do i maintain these friendships or these people that are in this situation with me but also appease the person who right now doesn't want me to maintain those friendships on behalf of us and like how do you play both sides how do you neutralize that anger and how do you bring him back aboard and that's why when he's like i just love you so much there's no point in her going back to the discussion because at this point that's the perfect out of that anger for her to just say oh, I love you too like let's distract him with yeah. that let's actually embrace she's just that placating them the whole time but instead of being yeah. able to like address her own wants needs or desires yeah. like it's very very sad yeah. and that is how coercive control starts is when yeah. they have real control over the conversation and the narrative and the other person the victim of the coercive control is often just placed in that caregiver position where all you can do is hope for moments of relief rather yeah. than act like a normal relationship you know yeah. and I think Gemma paired with someone you know I also think it there's no it's there's no coincidence that like we saw Jack's really struggle as well throughout this series and and we know that that's Gemma's ex I think she was in a similar situation with yeah. Jack's that she probably had to, we constantly told the comparison between the two I wish she constantly had to reassure him and calm him down and now she's doing the same with Luca and Luca maybe marginally better behaved than Jack's but it's very very clearly the start of um a very coercive controlling relationship yeah. and I and like feel they, for her so badly and they see parts of this as well because I mean in the introduction to that whole scene Ian Sterling is joking about the fact that Luca's mother has just told him that he overreacts in situations and blows up and then Ian Sterling is making a joke about it and it's like so you guys are actively acknowledging within the episode that there's behavior here that you know is going to happen as part of a pattern of behavior but you're not going to do anything to stop it. And you can you can address it as, you know, oh, he overreacts. But you know what it really is. And you know what where the intended target is. And you know the, the fallout of it. Yeah. So don't don't joke about it. And that's it. Game. Yeah. Children, teenagers overreact. Like and then tell us to TV. be kind and, and yeah. jump on the internet and be like, oh, remember they're people. It's like, but you're actively ignoring these warning signs and then joking about it yourself. Like you're yeah. like 
oh it pisses me off so much but just normalizing that level of anger anyway regardless of who it's directed at like his reaction to things always going to such an extreme anger and a threatening anger where he says i'm gonna have fun later on like that is really dark like yeah yeah. it was really really horrible um and then they just put a fight they just put a a full stop on it and draw a line under it and just expect us to move on by saying we're never gonna hear about it again we'll never hear about it no they're never gonna address it tomorrow like that's it now that's that done like they're they had to tie that up tonight because they're not gonna really let much of that seep into tomorrow we might have one or two conversations about how we should we can't let anyone else's opinions of us you know affect how we feel about each other that'll be kind of the most of it i'd imagine um Ekin is saying like let's put all the drama behind us for now because it's going to be over so so soon and then the text comes in they're the Love Island 2022 finalists and then the final vote is opened we have it up on our Instagram story now it is open until half eight tomorrow I believe and then it reopens again tomorrow night once the first couple has been dumped um so we'll update that again tomorrow what I'll do is I'll delete the original vote and I'll put up a new vote when the votes reopen I would imagine given first glance I'd say it's pretty solid that Ek and Sue and David are getting their votes the whole way through. I went on to vote and it, when I voted, it just went, ooh, yeah. for Ek and Sue and David. Oh, I mean, it's what you love to see, our European parents. Come here. <laughs> like, truly. Like, one one individual vote didn't go to David, But other than that, Ek and Sue has gotten every single vote from us and David has gotten every one bar that one individual vote he didn't get. And I think it was right after... I think it was right around the time we needed to give it to someone else to say Jamie, did we need to or give it to Deji. Jamie? Oh, it was Deji. It was, it was Deji, right and it was after he, like, um, the movies night and he gave all those reactions yes. and he kind of was coming out of himself. And that had, was it. Has, had declared his love for Danica, Danica. and we, yes. we loved her. We loved her. We oh, her. Yeah. Um, guys, we've one episode left. Yes. We're emotional. Uh, we are emotional. We spend so much of the summer together. Don't I we know. actually do? Like, we actually do. Beautiful. Um, it's a beautiful time, but it's also exhausting. Um, We're tired. We're tired beings in the we summer. We are. We kind of crawl towards the end. And that's why we really want our winners to be our winners. Because we yes. invest so much. And not just us. Like, the viewers as well. And the listeners of this lovely podcast. We invest so much time. Like we're watching the show, then we're doing this for an hour and a half a night. Then we're fucking in the DMs doing this bollocks and group chats and all that kind of stuff. It's a lot. And I, we deserve to be rewarded with an Ek and Sue and Davide win. Am I right? Absolutely. And I tell you for now, my darling, if Tasha and Andrew win this tomorrow, we're out. We're not doing it again. We're pulling the plug. We're no, done. I was oh, just I about to say, I'm, lads, no, I feel guys. like... <laughs> I have we learned nothing. No, do we listen. really need another... He's such a tit or whatever, Cassie. Get over it. No, do we need another Aryan-looking couple to step out as our Love Island winners? Or do we need to push further for our Eurovision 2023 <laughs> they could host together they, they could, could host, host together. together god guys please. our little multicultural mixed cuisine powerhouse couple i know they um, i honestly need to win but i won't be mad if i've really after tonight's episode seeing tasha and andrew i'm like i believe in them yeah so i won't oh, be my, mad. my my wish list my wish list is one david ekansu two dami india oh. three three andrew tasha and for Luca Gemma. I want Andrew and Tasha to place higher than Luca and Gemma. Yes. So badly. So yes. badly. And I want, I want oh. I mean India to play second. I just think India has been perfection. Perfection. And you she know, has. I'll give it to Andrew and Dami. They have redeemed themselves. Their behavior has changed. Yeah. And they have 
proven, you know, they've made the effort. That's all. They've just made the effort. Oh my God, Orla has only up gone as downhill. Positively about I know. <laughs> and yeah, let's end on this high note. Go on, Cassie. I think that, okay, I do think the lads, I'm, I'm going to give it to them. They have really, they've tried. And they're nice lads at their core. They this are. This is one of the archives. Yeah. They're good boys, right? They're good boys. But Luca, it's not that his behavior got worse. It's just mm. that more and more of him was revealed throughout the series. Mm. And it was always there. It was always questionable. So, okay, I'll be happy. Go on. As long as Luca and Gemma come forth. Fergal, you'll be happy. I, do you know what? I, oh, I'm going to go back and soon to have a day for the win. And I would okay. love to see Andrew and Tasha number Second. two. However, I fear that Gemma and Luca will be up there just because they're yeah. obviously producer favorites. Yeah, and they have such a huge Instagram following and it can't be discounted. Yeah. I know it doesn't directly translate into voters, but it directly translates into eyes on them at all times. And I, yeah, I fear that could happen. Guys, let's leave it there because this is about five hours long. Um, we've one episode left. It's We have these chats every night, so I won't say like, thanks so much for talking to me because I'll be talking to you tomorrow anyway. But yeah. thank you so much for eight weeks of laughs. And thank you, especially for this one night of laughs that we got to record and make into a podcast episode. These are gorgeous. 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 Thank you so much to Cassie Delaney and Fergal Curtis for joining me on mic tonight. And thank you to you guys for tuning in each and every night. Thanks also to our lovely sponsors now, the home of brilliant entertainment. You can find us over on Instagram at my pod on paper. Do come on over and say hello. One night left, lads. Cannot believe it. You can find us on all of your favorite podcast apps so you can listen whenever and wherever you like. Please do subscribe because there is a new podcast coming. You'll be the first to know. We'll talk to you tomorrow for the Love Island 2022 final. Who's going to win? Davide and Sue. Talk to you then. With just one week of Love Island left, I'm already starting to panic about all the free time I'm going to have and how the hell I'm going to fill it. I miss out on a lot of telly when we're in the villa season and always indulge in a good old binge when the series ends. And this year, there are a few shows that I've been keeping on ice until we've crowned our Love Island 2022 winners. First up is Julia, which stars Sarah Lancashire as Julia Child in a dramatisation of the iconic chef's extraordinary life as the person recognised for bringing French cuisine to the American public through her books and subsequent TV shows, most notably The French Chef. Already renewed for a second season, the eight-episode first season is on my post-villa viewing list already. Next up is Winning Time, which tells the story of one of basketball's most revered and dominant dynasties, the Los Angeles Lakers in the 1980s. Now, while I've been vocal about my lack of interest in sport on this podcast in the past, I have no shortage of interest in sports dramas like this one. And then by the time I've those two watched, it'll finally be time for the release of House of the Dragon. Available to stream weekly from August 22nd, House of the Dragon is the prequel series to the smash hit Game of Thrones and chronicles the beginning of the end of House Targaryen and the events that led to the Targaryen War of Succession. With an all-star cast, this is sure to pique the interests of Game of Thrones fans, of which I am certainly one. Julia and Winning Time are currently available to stream, while House of the Dragon will be released weekly from August 22nd, all on Now, the home of brilliant entertainment.